With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is the Outkick 360. We are live from the majestic 6th and Peabody Studios downtown Nashville with Old Smoky Moonshine, Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. I'm Chad Withrow. Don't adjust your computer, your television, whatever you're watching. No, this is not Jonathan Hutton and cleanly shaven. Some of you get confused by we that. We root for that. I am Chad Withrow. This is Paul Kuharski. Paul, you're rooting for Hutton to shave, you're saying. Oh, I'm anti-beard. That's been public for yeah. a long time. You've got a bit of a beard right now. Weird to be anti-beard for a guy with kind of a beard. Well, a scruff or a few days without shaving is a long cry from a beard. Yeah, that's true. Also, I'm anti-bandage. People have given me grief over the bandage, so you get to look at that nasty face. So I think that Paul looks tough. tougher and looks better with the bandage. It was David Reed who initially, as we see Paul in the one shot, please look at that camera for the people to see. There you have it. It was David Reed who said, you're drawing more attention to it with the bandage as opposed to no bandage. I think it looks okay. You said and you know uh, when I first you, said, I thought oh, you I looked bad. You guys first said when I sent you a picture of it. You said uh, you said I think I, I look like a broken Russian MMA fighter. You look like uh, if John Malkovich was playing a Russian mixed martial arts fighter at the end of his rope and the end of his career that recently got beaten in a fight. That's what you look. And like. Reed uh, texted, "I must break you." Yes, Ivan Drago. Yeah. Um, this show it's only going to get better. This show hopefully will not break us today. Uh, we've got a lot planned. We've got Jonathan Hutton coming up. He is in Knoxville. He's got a speaking engagement tonight. He's going to join us by Zoom. Here in about 15 minutes, we're going to give you our NFL picks for the upcoming 2021 season. We've got Armando Salguero joining us to talk NFL headlines leading into week one. We've got a lot of things to get to. Tennessee Power Hour, we're going to give a full Titans preview, and we're going to talk a little bit about Clark Lee coming up in that hour. But first, Paul... I want to discuss our fantasy draft last night, which I thought was a big success. Rousing really success. enjoyed the group. A little bit, you know, it, when you don't have 75 people in the house, it's definitely more of a tame experience. But I thought all in all a success. Yeah, well, it was more uh, personable in that I think we all more got intimate. quality time with, with each of our uh, team uh, managers. The thing is, uh, as soon as it's over, of course, everybody goes to ESPN's grades of our draft. <clears throat> and ESPN grades you based on how you pick their players according to their rankings. Well, their rankings aren't that good. So it's a 14-team league, league, and I was graded 14th. Uh, I'm not surprised by this at all, because at a certain point, I go away from their rankings and I start taking players who what? Who I like. He, I want this player. I'm going to assure myself that I get this player by taking him 10, 12, 15 spots ahead of where ESPN has him ranked. Why? To assure that he's on my team and not on your team because you're going to take him, you 
plural, you guys are all going to take him roughly where he's ranked is how it works. People stick roughly to the rankings. So I wanted Elijah Molden. I wanted... You want uh, Elijah Sir, Moore, not Molden. Mo yeah, I wanted yeah. Elijah Moore. I wanted you Sermon. You were not drafting defensive no, players. No, no defensive draft. I wanted Sermon, the running back from the 49ers, who I think is going to very quickly become the guy who gets most of the rushing yards in San Francisco. I take those guys earlier than ESPN has them ranked to assure that they're on my roster. So ESPN says... Oh, you drafted poorly, and everybody revels in that. We'll find out how poorly I drafted after I beat you in week one, week two, week three. This is also a big draft for Chad. For the first time in approximately seven years, Philip Rivers was not available for Chad Withrow, and he had to go a different direction at quarterback. He drafted both of Tampa Bay's wide receivers starting and then declared that Tom Brady would be his quarterback only to go a different direction. Well, I ended up getting Russell Wilson in the draft, and I, I said this yesterday, no one cares too much about my team. But I will say this, I also drafted James Robinson of the Jags, which led me to the line that I told you and Hutton that you just can't have enough, dra enough Jags when it comes to <laughs> fantasy football. Uh, so I almost drafted another Jag, but I did not do so. Paul, now the ranking, Which got us in the conversation if, of how I like the girl said, who looks like Trevor Lawrence, but I don't, yeah. in fact, like Trevor Lawrence in a heterosexual, I think the he's beautiful from way. Ozark. The Jason daughter Faden from Ozark looks daughter a little Ozark. bit like Trevor Lawrence looks and a is a beautiful like woman. Lawrence. Yeah, looks a, a lot like Trevor Lawrence. Everyone is conflicted about this except me. So um, you said that the ESPN rankings of this were based on how you drafted versus their ranking? Yes. What if everyone did auto-draft and you just take the best available? How would they then give a ranking? There's got to be uh, something that's else interesting, involved That's it. an interesting question. It's got to have something to do think, with roster distribution also. Yeah, I think it would then come down to roster distribution. I also think, like you were very down on, I took Travis Kelsey sixth. Uh, you know, I'm not big on taking a tight end early, but when he's that much better than any other tight end, I think there's, there's value in it. What was your question there? I got lost. Well, about the rankings. So... The yeah, ESPN that's a good question. I'd thing. like to do that. Let's set up a league, let it fill it with teams that auto-draft, and see how it judges those teams. That would be an interesting experiment. Yeah, so Dylan, you, you want to do that tonight? You were, yeah. <laughs> Dylan's got more assignments now. Um, you were 14th out of 14 with the drafting. Hutton was third. I was fourth, yeah. I think. Now, typically, we rely on your rankings, which I'm always dead last or close to it, and I've won two of these leagues. I think our audience has changed in a way that they probably don't. There are, uh, there are, there are 11 people that want to hear my rankings yeah. and a lot of other people who don't. Paul, I think there are more people uh, that want – David Reed will disagree with me on this, but I think there are more people who want to hear your take on the U.S. men's national team actually winning a game last night. Once I said that you have to bet draw in soccer – what happens? We saw two actual Blowouts. wins last night. Canada <laughs> three, two, three and the United wins. States both win last night. A nice bounce back for U.S. men's national Listen, team after a disappointing result here in that. You know me well. I am not a guy who turns off my team, no matter how bad. I, I mean, in a big game. If the Yankees are in the playoffs, I'm not turning them off, no matter how bad it gets, right? Uh, if U.S. soccer is in a big game, I'm not a guy. At halftime last night, and during our fantasy draft, I subscribed to, what is it, Paramount Plus or whatever yep. it is, because it was on that, which is a scam in its own right, which we'll talk about separately. I ran home from here to watch U.S. at Honduras, and I considered at halftime just bagging it. 
It was one of the worst halves they've ever played, and they have played some horrible halves in my history as a U.S. soccer fan. I tweeted some nasty things, and I thought about, I was really tired. I had a bad headache. We have big day today. And I thought about, maybe I'll just, I'm pretty sleepy. Uh, maybe I'll just bag this. And everybody was tweeting, just horrified. All the people I follow who cover U.S. soccer, who watch it, we were all just horrified. And Greg Berhalter actually made three subs at the half. He usually waits too long to sub. And they gathered themselves. Pulisic got hurt not too long into the second half. They scored pretty quickly to tie it 1-1. And they ran away from Honduras in a tough place to play. They won 4-1 to get themselves into third in the group after three games and over the line of demarcation on goals which the U.S. had never scores a lot of goals. So right now, if this was it, and obviously it's not, they're in. After this disastrous three games, they played one good half of soccer in three games, and they're above the line. They're with Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. is third. Played a fantastic second half, four goals second half, Terrific showings by young guys. And this is with you were John way down Brooks, the young guys at halftime. John Brooks sucking. Weston McKinney getting himself in COVID trouble out two games. Serginho Dest out hurt. Gio Reyna hurt. Pulisic out the second half of this game. We have not fielded all of our best players to see what they look like together. Burhalter start made some stupid starts last night. A guy named James Sand who has no business playing in an international game of import. George Bellow who came off at halftime who's in over his head. I don't know why Burhalter. I mean he doesn't have a lot of alternatives I guess but he's playing guys in their first test. It's just not the time. Um, you know and he got some results. Ricardo Pepe had a goal and an assist last night. He plays for FC Dallas. He's too reliant on, on some of these guys who are fringe players. But they stepped up and got it done last night. And there's no more of this excuse that they haven't experienced a CONCACAF qualifier on the road in a place like Honduras where the Vuvuzelas were going nonstop last night. The crowd's on top of you and you, you're, you're you know, on a bad pitch with bad refs in a miserable place to play. They overcame and they got it done. They play again, Chad, in no time. In October, they've got two at home. They play in Austin and Columbus and one on the road, I think, at Costa Rica. Also, they play Panama and well, Jamaica. Easier games. That they've seems got to like do a long better. layoff because they just played in Nashville. Now they're playing again. That was a pretty quick turnaround. It's a pretty quick turnaround for another. A little time off. Well, it's a it's a long, it's a quick international break because everything goes on pause. So the Premier League, Spain, Italy, all the uh, all the big uh, clubs go on break for another international break where you could bet draw on on uh, European qualifiers, and the U.S. comes back. They've got to do better. They've got to play better through all three games. They've got to get healthy. You know, Pulisic is now going back to, to Chelsea. He's got a, a, a ankle injury, I think, that he picked up last night. These guys have to get healthy. They have to come back. They all have to play. They have to do far better than they did at three, these three games where they're lucky as hell to come out with five points for as badly as they played with one good half of soccer. Paul, how safe are they right now in terms of making the World Cup? I know they're tied for third. And, and if you're in third, you're automatically going you to have a playoff. The fourth again. plays off. You don't want to be in that playoff game. That's a high, high stakes. I mean, if they play the way they played, they're not safe. 
but you got to squeeze points out of it and they squeezed points out of it and uh and that was a tough start with two on the road and tougher competition mexico is the cream of the crop that's going to be tough but against panama and jamaica you should be winning and at home you should be winning so this next round they need to do much better can you tell me more about pepe the 18-year-old that had the multiple goals in the second half. I can't tell you. He had a goal and an assist. Because you were way down on the young guy. He had guys a goal and an assist. At halftime, yeah. Right? Well, you got to hit on one young guy if you're playing six of them. Well, one of them's got to step up, and so one of them did step up. And listen, they're all young guys. We don't have a lot of veterans. John Brooks is a veteran, and he played so badly he got pulled at halftime. He's the guy here that watched the, the cross come in. Oh, there it goes. Oh, look, that guy kicked it in the net. I mean, pathetic. If your veteran's playing like that, get him the hell out of the game. So I give Burhalter credit on that. But if Burhalter lost that game last night, today's story would have been, should he be fired? He saved himself of that. And uh, Tyler Twelman, I believe, sent out a tweet last night with 10 minutes to go in the game of what Bur Burhalter should say after the game. Hey, I messed up the personnel and the formation, but I fixed it, and it ultimately helped us win the game. He didn't say anything like that, but that it, he did ultimately get it right. He should get it right at the start. We have NFL football tonight. Tonight. Bucks, Cowboys, Tom Brady starting an NFL record 300th game this evening. That is a ton of games. That is a lot. With the start of the NFL season, we are going to roll out our picks, division winners, wildcard teams, Super Bowl picks with the OutKick 360. That's coming up next. Welcome back. OutKick 360 live from the 6th and Peabody Studios, downtown Nashville. Paul Kuharski. Chad Withrow with you in Nashville. Jonathan Hutton and his magnificent beard joins us from Knoxville, Tennessee right now, where Hutton has a speaking engagement this evening. Jonathan Hutton, how are you on this fine NFL football Thursday? Gentlemen, I am great. I was driving down this morning uh, talking with Brad Lampley, uh, show attorney, and uh, of course VFL, talking about Brady and the Bucks tonight. So I uh, can't wait, and I'm here with uh, Spire Sports Group for a name image likeness event that's taking place at Lonesome Dumb Dove Western Bistro. A great event here in the old city, Chad. Uh, your old stomping grounds, and uh, you will be missed this evening. What's up, Paul? I am, I'm, I'm very jealous, Hutton, that I'm not there with you right now. Uh, I love the guy walking around in the backdrop, setting things up. And it almost looks like you're in a wine cellar. It looks like yeah. you walk downstairs and you're in some sort of you know, you could be, this could be Knoxville in the old city, Hutton, or you could be coming to us live from Napa Valley in the home of some billionaire in the wine cellar. It's a, it's a nice they backdrop do, for you. They do have a very nice wine cellar. Uh, I'm actually on the mezzanine second floor, and there are three floors to this entire venue, which is all private dining, uh, which is right up Paul's alley. He would love this place, and uh, they, I here they have a, a, a mega filet that uh, I'm going to have to try later this evening. It's, it's going to be cool. Uh, Joe Milton will be here. Um, Jackson Lampley will be among some of the players here this evening uh, to discuss name, image, likeness. And uh, baseball players, Scott Stallings, the 12-year the PGA Tour pro, uh, will be here tonight. I uh, mentioned Brad Lampley will be here, uh, as well as uh, James Clausen and Hunter Bedour with uh, Spire Sports Group. I, I also think that Mayor Glenn Jacobs uh, WWE Hall of Famer will be here as well. So it should be a big night here I in hear, Knoxville. I hear they're already lining up outside. And that's for you. 
Yes. <laughs> well, that's for that's for uh, for him and for Dr. Isaac Yankum, uh, aka Glenn Jacobs, <laughs> most known as Kane. But we support his entire catalog as a pro wrestler. Uh, guys, it's the start of the NFL season, which means we can now officially lay out our divisional picks, playoff picks, Super Bowl picks for the upcoming season. I know Jonathan Hutton's ready for this. I think Paul yes. Kowarski's ready. He I'm is. Ready. He's nodding. He's ready to go. So let's do it. Let's start in the AFC. And as we take a look in the AFC, we're going to start in the East. And I'll say this to begin. We did not confer on these picks at all. No. These are our honest picks. They're going to look very similar on some of these, as you're seeing. But we did not talk about it beforehand. These are our picks for the division. You're going to see a lot of similarities. Hutton, let's start in the AFC East and your pick, the Buffalo Bills. Give us your thoughts behind it. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a no-brainer based on where they finished last year. Um, uh, you know, I always throw out the disclaimer. I always assume health uh, with all of these teams. But in the division that they're in, uh, and as we go through the playoffs here, you're going to notice uh, that, that I'm not going to mention another AFC East team. Uh, it's the Bills division. Josh Allen, his ascension takes and makes the Bills a true Super Bowl contender this year. I, their defense is, is outstanding. Uh, they should be an extremely balanced group, uh, more balanced than maybe even what they were last year from the talk in Buffalo. And uh, Allen can only get better. I mean, it, I've, I've been really impressed with his play overall. He's really surprised me with how good he got so quickly, Paul. Uh, but but Allen makes the Bills a, a legitimate threat in the AFC to win it all. Yeah, I think that they win it easily also. And I think um, you talk about them being balanced. I mean, I think that they can dictate things in a way where Josh Allen, like he did last year, throws it a lot. They, they don't have to be particularly good at running the ball. I think they'll be better, but they're not a great running football team. They, they're going to rush the passer better, but I don't think they're a great pass running, rushing football team this year either. They'll make gains in those two areas, but they're good enough to win with how they play, which really makes them a likable football team, I think. Yeah, I mean, I look, I think we all three picked the Bills uh, for a lot of the same reasons. Now, I think this division is going to be more competitive than you guys, and I will show why a little bit later with another prediction that I have uh, in the AFC. But I think that Josh Allen, we saw it a year ago, that progression that he continues to make. It's a really good football team. They should win that division, and that's why all three of us picked uh, the Bills in the AFC. So let's go back to our AFC predictions and guys, let's go next to the AFC North, where I am the lone defector against the Cleveland Browns. Hutton, let's start with you. Why the Cleveland Browns? They can get to the quarterback with four. That, that's the first thing. I start on defense with Cleveland, and they, they don't have to manufacture pressure. They're going to give you hell week in and week out defensively. Uh, offensively, go back to the balance aspect of this. It doesn't have to be all about Baker Mayfield. Uh, though there were times last year where it was all about him, and they were okay with that. They don't want to lean on him. They want to lean on Nick Chubb in that run game, and rightfully so. Uh, but the other thing that I love is they have the best offensive line in football. They, they can get to the quarterback with four, and they have the best O-line in football. They're winning this division. Deep, talented roster, too. Uh, they can withstand some problems. Kareem Hunt there gives them depth where they can run the ball. They're built well for their stadium, their situation, their weather. 
Um, and I like Kevin Stefanski a lot. I don't think he was a fluke. I think they finally have a coach who uh, is modern, um, can, can adjust on the fly, is not about the hype, was not some off-the-wall selection by some off-the-wall management. This is a guy who's well-respected around the league with cause and will uh, win them games, not lose them games, as has been the case yep. with too many people that they've had. I like them um, a lot. I think they're a serious threat in the AFC, not just in that division. My picks and are going to look yeah, go ahead. Before Hutton. you jump in, I apologize because I want to stick on the Browns for just a moment uh, and see if you guys agree. Baker Mayfield is in a contract year. You know, he's he's in that group along with Lamar Jackson. Now that Josh Allen has been paid, he's trying to prove he's a hundred million dollar quarterback. And I, I am really intrigued by players in a season uh, where where they are looking to take it to the bank. And and so therefore, that that's another reason why I think we see him ascend not to the Allen level. But he can take it up a notch. And I think he could prove it, Hutton, a little bit by, in some games, accepting that he can manage things. Make a, yes. make a big throw here and there to Odell Beckham, who I think is going to have a decent comeback year. Use Landry, but not overdo it. Not try to do too much. Realize, you know, hey, we're a run team. We've got that front four that you've been talking about. And I don't, I don't have to star every week. Some weeks, maybe, but not, but not every week. And I can win Odell. a huge contract by playing that way. Paul, Odell got hurt last year and the Browns got better. Yes, so, you know, they, they almost forced them to be more balanced in their passing game. Learn you from You know, that. they didn't force him to – yeah, I think they can. And I think that actually helps them as he returns. Guys, it's going to look like I'm making predictions in 1982 with a couple of my picks. <laughs> but I, I'm going defense here. And there's another pick I have a little bit later that's going to be all about defense. Pittsburgh is old. There's no doubt about it. And they're not getting any younger. But I really like what they've done defensively where they can interchange guys and still get it done. Ben Roethlisberger, also old. And I think going into the <laughs> season, most people assume Pittsburgh may be hanging around one year too many. Uh, we saw this with the Titans team years ago where they tried to hang on one year too long and then it backfired. Um, I think the Steelers get it done in this division. I think we're discounting them. I think Najee Harris is going to be the rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the year at running back for them. I like the Steelers uh, in this division. I, I think, and also part of this psychologically, anytime everyone's picking the Browns, psychologically, I oh, go against I, that pick. And that's probably why I'm leaning Pittsburgh. I'm in a the little NFC wary. I, I know uh, Hutton likes the Steelers to a degree as well. I, I'm wary of the age, I'm wary of their corners. Uh, in a league where increasingly you're you're tested in the passing game, that that's my question about the Steelers and the A. I like this division. This yes. division is what I like. Yeah, a lot. Staying in the AFC South, a division that I don't like a lot is the <laughs> AFC South. I do like the Titans a lot in the AFC South. We're a bunch of homers. You guys do as well. Um, it, is there something I'm missing here, Hutton, when looking at this division? and not just assuming this is the Titans' division. It's, if they don't win this division, they lost it. That's the way I view the oh. Titans' chances in the AFC South. Let's just lay it out simply here. They, their defense should be adequate, which is a drastic improvement, right? And Todd Downing, at the end of this season, should be mentioned for head coaching jobs because their offense should be so good with the talent he has inherited. That's, that's, that's the expectation. 
And, and here's the other key with why the Titans are a no-brainer for me in the division. They believe they belong. There's a swagger to them. It started from the very first practice where Paul pointed out what Roger Saffold said. They believe they belong. And, and to me, it's time to cash in on, on what they have been building. They have been building to this moment, and acquiring Julio Jones is an all-in aspect from the front office. They, they know exactly where they stand. And this division is, I mean, it's not good. The Colts will start uh, with, with Carson Wentz, yeah, and, and we know that how iffy that is to begin the season. And then the Texans and the Jags are, are not competitive. So with that in mind, the Titans are winning this division. If, if the health holds up, if there's not some kind of outbreak or loss of key, key people, they, uh, they'll win the division. And, and if they don't, um, we will be conducting a hell of an autopsy that will get the Tennessee Power Hour some incredible <laughs> numbers. Well, uh, I, I think it's, it's that simple. Uh, but I will say, we talk about how bad the division is. In divisions, no matter how bad they are, good teams often lose to very familiar teams. I won't be surprised if they lose one of four to Jacksonville or Houston because that's the way stuff tends to work. Well, I just I have no hesitation on the Titans now that they got over the hump and won the division a year ago. You know, going to the AFC Championship game, it's it's a team. I think you said it. It's a team that belongs and knows knows that they belong. And that's why I just have no hesitation in picking the Titans to win this division because, to me, there's no history built up that prevents them from doing it again, exactly what they did last year. And just looking roster to roster. Also, by the way, looking at my headshot on this graphic, apparently for the three months we weren't on air, I was lying in a, a, a coffin somewhere the entire time. Uh, really, really needed some sun on that one. The schedule, the schedule is difficult for the Titans, but if things break right for them, I, I could totally see them uh, getting, getting the bye. This is what an early March photo shoot will do for you, coming off a oh, long, Oh, you can see them as the number one winter. seed, Paul? I, I think it's conceivable that they could, they could get the number one seed, yeah. Well, they, so, they need to come out swinging because three of their uh, – three. Uh, I mean, we all know this, but three of their first five opponents are the Jets, the Colts, and the Jags. I mean, yeah. they, they need to start fast based on this schedule. I can't go big. I picked them for the Super Bowl last year. I mean, the, the right. world would collapse if Paul, I went you can so, do whatever so did the something heck you like want. that again. You can do whatever the heck you want. Go big again. Go big again if you can. Uh, these picks have been made. Jack. Well, they're in the system. Talking about number one seeds, <laughs> I think the um, – well, I'm just saying don't let last year's failure prevent you from failing again this year. <laughs> <laughs> Continue right? to fail. fail we'll talk about Clark Lee's approach later, and that's kind of his approach. Don't let the failure against ETSU prevent you from future failures. It's a learnable So <laughs> if you're going to pick the Titans of the Super Bowl, you go all in again. Uh, most people are all in on the Chiefs. You mentioned number one seed, Paul. This is going to be the most common number one seed pick out of the AFC. All three of us picked the Chiefs to win the West. Hutton, let's start with you. Why the Chiefs, even though that's an obvious question? Why not, right? I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. I mean, the, the why not would be the offensive line, but if, I, I just expect great quarterbacks to make their offensive line better, and Mahomes is going to make that line look okay as they grow together and gel early in this season. They have the best chance in the AFC to, to reach the Super Bowl because they can play any, any type of style. Their defense has improved uh, over the, the course of, what, the last two years, Paul? We saw that midway through the 2019 season. Um, 
their offensive line needed an overhaul, quite frankly. They went out and addressed that. And so up front, they should actually be better, even though they had to get extremely young in order to do so. And it's, it's just it's hard to pick against Mahomes as the, the, the top guy in the league. I actually think the offensive line will wind up being fine and that the concern is beyond Tyreek Hill. Guys named Hardman, Pringle, and Robinson are not the, the deep receiving core that I want for Mahomes. And, and I know Kelsey takes a lot of that off, so you've got Kelsey and Hill. Do they have enough beyond that? And God forbid one of those guys twists and an ankle Watkins. and misses three weeks without Watkins, and there's been and some, some attrition there. I don't know if that group's good enough. That's my one concern. And is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to be the player they drafted him to be? Well, based on that uh, fantasy he, he was, draft last night, he better be. Well, he was hurt last year. Yeah. And, you know, when, but whenever he was available, it's not like he was a huge fantasy performer. No, he was uh, not. If they hit on him out of the backfield and in the passing game, yeah, he which can we catch saw on display in college, yes, that, that could be an X factor for them. I think with the Chiefs, I agree with everything you guys have laid out. I'll also say I'm not a believer in this division. I am not a believer in the Chargers. I do not think that I they am. challenge. I do not think that's – I just don't think it's a good division. Uh, and I think the Chiefs will continue to dominate uh, that division this year. Let's go to the – we're going to get back to AFC, NFC wildcard picks. But quickly, let's go to the NFC uh, graphic if we can. And we'll start in the NFC East. Hutton, who will win the division of dread from a year ago? I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and I hesitated on that. But, again, I'm basing everything off of health. And, and with Dallas right now, Chad, Dak Prescott's offense, whenever he's healthy, last year they averaged 33 points per game. Dak is back. And I looked around the division, and I tried to figure out an offense that could put up 30-plus. And the only one available is Dallas. They're winning the division, even if it's with a terrible record again. I'm not sold on the defense. I, like you, struggled to make this pick, and I won't be surprised if Washington wins it. I just couldn't get myself to go with the Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterback team to win the division. Though I think Washington defensively is, is really good and going to cause a lot of problems. And I just think it's dangerous to pick Dallas because they're one of those teams that I feel like I'll wait until they do it to say that they'll do it. But if, if they can't do it now, given this division, they really have some problems. So Dallas narrowly for me, uh, crossed fingers on, on, uh, on Dak Prescott's health uh, because yep. I, I fear something cropping up yet again. I'll take Dallas narrowly over Washington here. But, Chad, I could totally see your rationale. Did you guys know that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? I don't know. I, I, think, I feel like that's under-discussed in all of sports. He's very good at math. His that kids Ryan are good at math. Fitzpatrick is a Harvard man. Uh, and for that reason, no. Uh, it's not because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's because of Washington's defense. Chase Young. It's also because of coaching. Uh, give me Ron no. Rivera in that's that great. division. And uh, I, dare I watch Hard Knocks and base too much off of it? But as I watch Hard Knocks, I think Mike McCarthy – is not the smartest he man I've not, seen. He, that, and I am so thrown off by, even with the Cowboys' talent, watching him on hard knocks and knowing Ron Rivera's track record, I am taking the coaching of the Washington football team. I am taking the Harvard education of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dude. And I am taking the dominance of Chase Young. In I'm defense. with you. Hard knocks exposes some people. McCarthy comes it across really like a dope. 
It, it really does. How, some, I know you didn't watch it, or throwing, where, throwing you were. I haven't seen it. it. I haven't seen the second two episodes, but the first two were enough for me to be totally online, in line with what Chad's saying. He seems kind of wow. out of touch and goofy. Not goofy, just like not in the like same way as like the players. Him, like they're kind of laughing at no, him. I don't know if they don't like him. I think they like him fine. He just doesn't seem that bright in a time of cutting edge coaching. Yeah. Very <laughs> old Can school. I change my pick? <laughs> yeah. Very kind of old school. Uh, water makes you weak. Hey, yeah. Let me tell you something. He he is on. He's at the top of my list for a coach that could be first out the door this year, uh, because Jerry Jones, the the patience level. He was very patient with Jason Garrett. But I mean, let, let's just be brutally honest here. If I'm Jerry Jones. I'm looking at my, you know, calendar. I'm looking at my age, and I'm thinking, am I going to win again? Remember it's Peter King it, yeah. did a big column yeah. where he spent time with Mike McCarthy, and he's like, Mike McCarthy has his whole thing designed from his year out, like his entry plan and his practice plans and all of that. Mm-hmm. I watched Hard Knocks, and I was like, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that Peter King said had all this intricate uh, stuff lined up? You said, you sure you're not talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, the yeah. Harvard graduate that <laughs> did all these or, things? Or Phil McCarthy? Made all, old <laughs> Phil McCarthy? <laughs> Yeah, the best way to describe it, Hutton, is Mike McCarthy is one step away from giving his players salt tablets. Yeah, he looks during, ready to play. Film he looks like a guy that'll be good as Santa Claus at uh, the Christmas party. Yeah, not not a believer in, in Mike McCarthy. This is all going to be recorded too. So if the Cowboys go thirteen yeah. and three, or uh, I was about to say thirteen and three, thirteen and four, and win the division, then we can play this back later. But I, I'm going to be. Um, they have a the ton dissenting of opinion on, on this one with the future Washington Armada as the winner of this division. Uh, let's go to the NFC North. Guys, I don't know how much time we spend on this division because we all agree and we agree strongly. It's the Green Bay Packers division. Guys, it's Aaron Rodgers' time, and I'll, I'll just put this uh, very, very short and sweet. This is his last run. How can you pick against him? I don't, I don't, uh, some people are high on Minnesota, and I don't understand <laughs> why. I don't think anybody else in this division makes a peep. Yeah, this is Aaron Rodgers' division. This is the Packers' division. I, I think that I, I love to read into the intangible factors around sports that could lead to something big happening, good or bad. And I think the fact that this is his last time to run it back with the Packers, uh, I foresee big things for them, and I think they win this the, division easily. The only thing is it's not even Minnesota. It's when does Justin Fields start? And does he does he take Chicago on a run like we saw with Vince here, no. his rookie season? You don't think you don't see that? I don't think he's as dynamic as as early. Uh, I depends, was, to me, it depends when he, when they play him. Hutton, I was um, I'm a huge Justin Fields guy, and I'm not going to take too much away from the preseason. Yeah, but did not impress me. Uh, in the preseason here from what I saw. I still think he can be a very good quarterback. I think they need to go to him sooner rather than later in Chicago. It's clearly what the fans want, but I'm not as optimistic about his early returns based on the preseason and what I saw from from Justin Fields. NFC South, we're all going with the defending defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hutton, why the Bucs? Well, I expect more bumps along the way for Tampa this year. And it was rocky to start last year. They return all 22 starters. Um, there's cohesion there. You're, you're betting on Brady and everything sinking up at the right times like it always seems to do. Uh, but I don't think this is some easy path 
to the NFC South Championship. I think this is going to be a grind to the final week of the season. And they're winning the division, and they'll get the fourth seed in my playoff standings. But it's going to be an extremely close race. Something bad is going to happen to them because it's just so hard to do it a second time. Um, But I don't think there's a great resistance in the division, though I do have an upstart there like you do that we'll get to in the wild cards. I just don't think that Tom Brady and Tampa, the way they're constructed and the way they're going to play, um, I don't think that they're as concerned about the regular season. I know this sounds weird because they're going to get in the playoffs. But they're as concerned with regular season results as being in optimum shape going into the playoffs. So for that reason, I think they have more of a struggle in the division. But again, I agree with you guys that it's still going to be Tampa Bay winning the NFC South. NFC West, we went a little bit different here, although once again, Paul and Hutton agree. Hutton, you've got the L.A. Rams and uh, their new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Why the Rams in the West? Stafford, uh, it's just what they need. A little added punch and juice to that offense that Goff couldn't give them. And that, that's enough to win a couple extra games that they weren't able to get on the road last year. I won't be surprised if he's an MVP candidate. I mean, I think they've sold out. They've given away all their draft picks. They, they got themselves, uh, you know, yeah. Ramsey to go with Donald. And they, they, they're just lined up. This is a very good roster for uh, precisely what the head coach needs. Defensive coordinator change. I'm not wild about uh, all the movement over there. Very good division, as, we, as we've been discussing lately. But yes. I, I like the Rams a lot. I, I thought about them as a Super Bowl team. I like the Rams, too. I really like this 49ers roster, top to bottom. I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. I think the 49ers get it done. Although I did see the quote from Jimmy Garoppolo uh, on being named the starting quarterback, and it gave me pause with my pick this morning. When asked about being the starting quarterback, Garoppolo said, now it's official, I guess. That was his reaction to being <laughs> starting quarterback, which does not give me a lot of uh, excitement. But, hey, if he's going to be that nonchalant and cavalier about being the starting quarterback for the 49ers, Trey Lance could be a good quarterback for the 49ers as well. Give me the Niners in the NFC so Chad, West. So, Chad, you're saying in that, in that solid division – that even when, when they make the quarterback change, it's not if, but when they make the quarterback change, they're going to pick right up wherever they left off. And they're going to have to hit some type of slide in order for Garoppolo to take a seat. Is it weird that I think that Kyle Shanahan is one of those coaches that in a quarterback-centric league with the NFL, that if he just has a baseline of talent at quarterback, he can find a way to succeed? They can't win with any quarterback. I'm not saying that. Right. But I feel like Jimmy G or Trey Lance could fit that baseline level of talent and ability where he's going to find a way to win with him. That's how much I, I like I have them in Shannon. the playoffs, but I think the quarterback change, it, it, and again, I, it's hard for me to think that they traded up for Lance and they're not going to play him sooner rather than later. Uh, Paul, because of that, I have them losing a couple games that keeps them out of the divisional crown. Yeah, and I think Garoppolo could get hurt again. Answer there, yeah. that, you know, make it yeah. easy for him. Well, th- th- then th- there's another scenario where the transition of power happens pretty easily. Let's and go to our wild card picks. Th- those are divisional picks. Here's where we get a little AFC, different. AFC, NFC, yeah, this is where it's – let's get weird, shall we? Let's start <laughs> with Hutton uh, in the AFC, Hutton. I want to start with your AFC wild okay. card picks. And uh, let's start with the Chargers, the team that – 
Apparently, I'm the only one on this show that's not as high on uh, the Chargers as you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so high on the Chargers. I have them as my first wild card team. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Chargers to have a strong run. Uh, the games with the Chiefs keep them from winning the division, but they're a team that I don't think anybody would want to play. Uh, the Ravens are my wild card too. Well coached. They have what it takes to be a wild card team. And then the Steelers, I can't help but gravitate back to the fact that everybody, for whatever reason, thinks they suck. And they won 12 games last year. And they took a slide towards the end. They started 11-0. and Yes, they're old. They have a top coach. They have solid leadership. To me, that means they win games in November and December. And they're a wild card team with the extra playoff spot. Chargers are my breakout team as well and my first wild card. I, I think coaching was holding them back. Uh, time management was horrific. Um, and and they're going to be better. They've got more talent on that roster than, uh, than most people know. And uh, Justin Herbert was really good last year. I think he picks up from there and, and they get moving. And they kind of operate in this anonymity, which uh, to, for a young team up and coming can be kind of soothing, I, I, I think. I, I like them a lot. And I think that they could put a scare into Kansas City in that division a little bit, um, maybe even. Miami, I just like the way they're, they're built. I, I like the management. I like what they've done with, uh, with the picks that they've gotten, and I like that they've, the future that they've got ahead of them. But I think they're moving in the right direction and will grow quicker. I like them better than the Patriots, um, and yeah. I, I think they're going to win some games there. What about Tua? Now, I don't like Tua, but I, I think he'll be functionally. We, 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 we have long known about Paul's hatred of yeah, Hawaiian quarterbacks. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. Once again, he was cropping back up. He was not voted a team captain in Miami. How yeah, bizarre is that? That is weird. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's a great. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think he's a he great leadership <laughs> type of guy. Uh, but I think, I think you can. I'll take him over Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I, I will. Um, <laughs> And, and okay. the Ravens, I think, you know, that's a beat-each-other-up beat division. I like what you said about the Steelers. I do think people are catching up to the Ravens. I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy. I'm going to spend time here talking down my last wild-card pick because <laughs> um, I don't really like the Ravens. Well, I mean, but they're a team the, that the finds last, a way. We'll get to Chad's, but the, the, the last wild-card pick doesn't have to be a very good team now. No, you're right. right? The AFC is a very, is, is very average team. And yeah, and yeah. they beat each other up and find a way. The Ravens find ways, and they'll find a way. All we right, really Chad, like tell the, us your Super Bowl winner out of your wild card here. Well, we really yeah. like the uh, – not winner, but there, there's a <laughs> Super Bowl oh. team in this oh. wild card group. Okay. Um, we really like the AFC North. That's one thing that I see with all of our yes. picks. Uh, yep. I think the Browns – I gave them two. Chad, uh, Hutton gave them three. I've got three also. I've got the Steelers winning the division. I've got the Ravens in as the last AFC wildcard team. I'm going with the Patriots also, and you guys may laugh at this pick, but I think Mac Jones is going to play quarterback in my body and then somehow go out there and be a team that's going to get into the playoffs. It's better than your body. Uh, I don't think it is. I really don't. I've seen the picture shirtless, and I'd put my shirtless body right up against Mac Jones's. Good news for the Patriots. He's much better at quarterback than I am. Bad chat. And good thing for the Patriots. He's playing for Bill Belichick. I think they're going to plug Mac Jones in at quarterback. I think they're going to get in the playoffs this year after a one-year hiccup 
with Cam Newton not making the playoffs. So Chad I also wears a suit much better. <laughs> Brown, I, I also, Does he do that that, that uh, fast walk? I I walk like less of a dad Race walk. being a dad than Mac Jones walks like a dad when he got drafted. So that's also pretty amazing. Yeah, give us a thing. What makes it a what makes it a jog and what makes it a fast walk? What's the differentiator? Well, you got to have uh, two feet on the ground. You're you can't f- have them in the air. Yeah. At any point. Yeah. You have to have a foot on the ground. Remember when that time. was an Olympic sport? That went well. Yeah. We just watched it. Really it took off. Recently. Old ladies in malls all around the country. Were, were you not here, Paul, when we had the full Jeez. discussion of the speed walking in the it Olympics? It probably wasn't. I think I was. That is a sport. Is That's out. still an Olympic sport. Is it still? I thought they took it out. Oh, yeah. no. We no, spent, it still is. We spent an hour one day talking about how <laughs> David Reed and I were mesmerized by speed walking. I could see David Reed winning We in could this not event. stop oh, if yeah. his back holds up. And I will these, walk you into the ground. These speed walkers look like their <laughs> hips are independent of their body when they're moving, too. That, it's it's the arm body. swing that drives me crazy, it the arm swing. really is incredible. Just NFC. Like, just like Mac Jones's body. We're going to get the NFC wildcard picks after the break. Also, we will give you our Super Bowl picks. That's coming up. It's Outkick 360, and we are coming to you live from the 6th and Peabody studio, downtown Nashville. With Roe. It's Outkick 360 as part of the Outkick Network, coming to you live from the 6th and Peabody studios, downtown Nashville. We are laying out our NFL predictions for the 2021 season on the day the NFL returns. Patriots excuse me, Patriots, Tom Brady threw me off. And I'm looking at a picture of what looks like Tom Brady on Paul's yeah, computer in a Patriots uniform, which also threw me off. It is the Bucks and the Cowboys tonight. Excited about that. Excited about our NFL season predictions as well. Let's get right back to it. NFC wildcard picks for the upcoming season. Jacob. Here it comes. And there we go. And scene. So, Hutton, let's start with you. NFC wildcard. NFC wild card, San Francisco 49ers. They're going to stay healthy. Trey Lance takes over after a slow start for San Francisco early. Uh, at least that's how in my head I have this playing out. Carolina Panthers, they're the surprise team of at least my season as it maps out. They nearly win the division. Uh, I have them as, as the, uh, a wild card team. And the Arizona Cardinals, unlike 2020, they'll figure out a way to finish their season this year. They had a strong start and then really sputtered. They were in contention to be a wildcard team a year ago and they 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 controlled their own finish line so to speak if they just won out they would have been in instead they lost out and now they're the kingsbury's squarely on the hot seat there i have i have the cardinals getting in i like the football team of uh washington uh, after a heated battle with Dallas as my first. And uh, Hutton and I have been talking about Carolina virtually all offseason. I, I, uh, I'm in line with that. I like them as a breakout team. I think it's good coaching. I'm not sold on Sam Darnold, but I am sold on Sam Darnold being better than he was with the Jets and being a functional quarterback on an on a up-and-coming team that's well put together and well coached. And I like the Niners uh, to get in out of that division. I'm not seeing a lot of Seattle action here. No. Uh, yeah, and I think I Seattle's – Collectively, we are down on Seattle. I don't think we're down I on Seattle I was gonna as be much a surprise as we're up there. on the NFC West. Yeah, I uh, thought I, I was going to look so like uh, – I thought I was going to get criticized here for leaving them out. No, I, I, was, I was back and forth on Seattle, but I think it's more of a statement of – the strength of the NFC West than Seattle not being good yeah, for me because the, they are very for good. For me, it's the Chargers. To me, the Chargers are taking a step forward, and one of those teams is, is they're you know 
they're, they're on the outside looking in. I, I'm taking all the the other two for for reasons we've already gone through. Rams and, and San Francisco. San Francisco is a very stout roster. Uh, Rams are better with Stafford. There 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 can't be all three uh, with with Seattle as well. So if the Chargers are going to improve, they're going to have to win the head to head matchup. Chad, you've got a bit of a surprise there. Yeah, well, I'm going Cowboys and a surprising upset. The Cowboys will overcome the stupidity of their coach and make the playoffs <laughs> this year, even though they're not going to win the division. Oh, um, look at that. Then I'm going to go with Eating the LA Rams. Yes, and shocking <laughs> enough, Jameis Winston is a playoff quarterback, guys. <laughs> um, this, right. And this is more of a byproduct of Sean Payton as head coach than it is Jameis Winston. Look, I think we can make fun of his training regimen, everything else we've seen from him. I think Sean Payton is going to get the most out of him, and he's going to have his best year yet as a pro. I, I think the Saints, I'm not a believer in the Panthers. I think if a second team in the NFC South is going to make the playoffs, it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. What's the most the shocking? The last team What's in. the most shocking pick on this page? Is it that Saints? Is it my Dolphins? I think it's both of you agreeing on the Panthers. If I had to have a yeah, vote. that's probably a good call. Now I, here's I a newsflash to uh, to dent all of our Ravens picks. Ian Rappaport said the Ravens cut short practice today after cornerback Marcus Peters and running back Gus Edwards sustained potentially significant knee injuries on back-to-back plays. That would throw a real wrench in it because Gus Edwards is already replacing J.K. Dobbins. They've got Le'Veon Bell on their practice squad. Paul, this is a perfect yeah, time to tee up our Super Bowl Mark picks. Mark Egram's out of there, too. With that, with that Ravens news. Let's go to our Super Bowl picks for this upcoming year. And I'll go ahead and start because... Whoa. Well, hold on. Oh. That was not my Super Bowl pick. I may have put something down wrong when I gave it to, uh, to Dylan. No, he flipped mine and yours. Oh, that's what happened. He flipped mine and yours. Yeah, it was confusing the way I wrote it down, so I'll, I'll take the ball. I've got the one. Packers over the Bills, and Chad, okay. I believe, has the Packers over the Ravens. Is I've got that the correct? Packers over the Ravens, who apparently are losing every starter uh, in practice leading up to the season, so I'm less certain about that pick right now. But I've got the Ravens as the last team into the playoffs making a run behind that defense, making the Super Bowl, and losing to the Packers. Big news here, guys, is we all believe this is going to be a special last dance for Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's play this game. Um, if, if we knew everybody was picking the Packers and we wanted to change it up for change it up sakes, what would you have done? I would have taken the Los Angeles Rams. I would have said the Rams to beat the Bills. I, I would have gone back to the Chiefs. I, I would say, honestly, Chiefs over Packers or Chiefs over Tampa Bay in a rematch. If I had to pick any other team, it would be Kansas City. I, I considered having the Rams-Titans rematch in the Super Bowl, but chose not to. I went Green Bay. So this show, uh, in our previous incarnation, incarnation and in this incarnation, has picked the Titans to go to the Super Bowl two years in a row. Well, so here's my line of thinking that? on the Titans. Yeah, t- tell so us Green- it's a completely reasonable <laughs> pick. Uh, Green Bay and, and L.A., that, that's my NFC championship game. The Rams have a chance to, to host, to be the host team in back-to-back seasons like the Bucks did a year ago. Green Bay spoils that to advance to L.A. and the Super Bowl. Uh, I have that game being played in Green Bay. They're my one seed. The Buffalo and Tennessee is the AFC championship game. The Titans know that group well, and unlike last year, they'll have their secondary figured out by January, and the Titans' offense can match Buffalo's point for point. And I think it's an epic game in my mind. Uh, the Titans make a kick to get back to the Super Bowl, and 
Uh, I picked the uh, look. I, I picked the Packers to win because it's it's Aaron Rodgers in the swan song. He's the defending MVP, um, and they were just that close last year, uh, if not for Lafleur. It, it had nothing to do with Rodgers. So uh, therefore, I think they can get back. And, and look, the Titans are built to make a run. They are extremely deep on offense. Uh, if they hold together up front, they'll they'll be fine in December and January. I, I really think they're mentally tough. And again, they believe that they belong. Unlike past years where they get in as a wild card and then they have to make a run, I think they're they're they believe they're hosting games in the postseason and winning. You will avenge the ghost of Nick Williams one inside joke <laughs> there for, for real <laughs> Titans fans. And um in Buffalo, leading up to that game, home or away, every uh, foldable card table in the Northeast <laughs> will, be will be broken. sold and broken. <laughs> Several backs will also be broken. Spines will be severed and just, on these uh, grounds. Listen, I mean, for the people of Buffalo, if they lose another crucial game, another crucial yep. playoff game to the Tennessee Titans, I mean... They may say, forget a new stadium. Go ahead, leave town. What's left of that horrid city will burn at that point. That's what that's what. Niagara Falls will just dry up. Yeah, their nice little hamlets outside of Buffalo will remain, but they will all drive downtown and burn that hellhole to the ground. They'll never eat a wing again. What what the uh, what the last depression did to that city will be finished off that night when the Bills loses to the Titans. I guess the the big question I had had for all of us on this: Why not the Chiefs? The team who won the AFC the past two years. I think it's hard to go three times in a row, and I'm down on the wide receiving core after uh, after Tyreek. Also, at some point, they have to be able to. It, some teams Somebody's have to be able to start hosting hosting some of these games. Does the cha- does the championship go through Arrowhead? That plays a factor. That's right. In why they've been so successful, uh, and I also think the bye plays a factor for Kansas City. They got that last year that that one buy is crucial so how, where's um, your you know, titans buffalo game it's in buffalo yeah. it's so, in buffalo so do they have the buy uh no i had kansas city as my buy uh, but i have kansas city bowing out to either um what would have been the ravens or the chargers in my second round or the browns i don't know how i had it playing out i have the browns as my four seed well there you have it browns are going to catch somebody Our NFL picks for the upcoming 2021 season. Jonathan Hutton is in Knoxville right now. He's going to rejoin us uh, in about an hour, and we'll get into the Tennessee Power Hour with him coming up with a big Titans topic. But first, Hutton, tell us about Aurora Nutriscience. New partner with OutKick 360, Aurora Nutriscience, who is a trusted partner that keeps us mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. You're seeing on the screen right now, vitalifescience.com. This is where you can see more information. And our OutKick 360 season ticket holders receive a 15% discount with the code OutKick360. Typical pills, capsules, not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in very small amounts. And your digestive system breaks those pills down until there's really little left for you to benefit from. But here's Aurora, unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use vitamin C, vitamin D3, glutathione, simple single-use package. You can grab and go in the mornings. They fit easily into the 
the backpack or the, the work bag. Aurora supplements also help you if you're a weekend warrior, if you take medication for high cholesterol and so much more, there's plenty to benefit from. And you benefit as an Outkick 360 season ticket holder. Vitalifescience.com for more info, 15% off with the code Outkick360 at Vitalifescience.com. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.